This is Ari Koretsky and welcome to Jews You Should Know, introducing the broader community to interesting and inspiring Jewish men and women making a difference in our world. Some are already famous, some not yet so, but each is a Jew you should know. We are back with another fabulous episode of Jews You Should Know. This week, Moshe Friedman, the founder of Kama Tech, a fascinating venture that aims to give Haredim ultra-Orthodox in Israel a pathway to career success, entrepreneurship, an entree into the high-tech world that has heretofore been off-limits for lack of connections, education, and other obstacles. Really, really interesting story and excited to bring you Moshe today. Meanwhile, follow us on social media at Jews You Should Know, spelled out fully on Instagram and Facebook. Jews You Should Know with the letter U on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, hit the subscribe button so you'll get these episodes straight to your feed. Please spread the word and tell others to do so as well. Email comments or questions to JewsYouShouldKnow at gmail.com. And now, our conversation with Kama Tech founder Moshe Friedman. We are here with Kama Tech founder Moshe Friedman. How are you, Moshe? Hashem. Thanks very much for having me. It's a great honor. I'm thrilled to have you. We had on a colleague of yours, Chedva Kleinhandler, a terrific entrepreneur in her own right, and she dropped her name in the course of our conversation, and I said to myself, I got to get this guy on, so here we are. Moshe, tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you were raised. Okay, so thank you very much. I'm uh, 40 years old, born and raised in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, I'm coming from a rabbinical family, Haredi rabbinical family. My great-grandfather was uh, the famous Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, chief rabbi of Jerusalem and the founder of the Ada Haredis. He considered to be, you know, the, the founder of the Haredi movement in Israel. Our family is a few generations in Israel uh, already, Baruch Hashem, and rabbinical family uh, from my father's side is Rabbi Sefchaim Zonnefeld. From my mother's side, also a family of rabbis, uh, Brody, uh, Rabbi Simcha Zizel Broider, the Rosh Hashiva of Hebron. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a family of 42 generations of rabbis. And my grandfather used to, say, to tell me all the time, Boishi, you are com- coming from a rabbinical family, 42 generations. You are not going to be the one to stop this tradition, to stop this chain of rabbis. Well, then I hope you have some brothers. <laughs> I'm the oldest, but we are seven, one sister and six brothers. So, you know, first my brothers can continue. And second, I I'm also can, you know, continue the tradition, Bezrat Hashem. I'm still young and have uh, Bezrat Hashem uh, plenty of time to, do, to be a rabbi in the future, Bezrat Hashem. In what neighborhood in Jerusalem did you grow up? So I grew up in the Beit Vegan in Jerusalem. It's a neighborhood uh, in Jerusalem, and I uh, studied in Yeshivat Hebron, which is in uh, Givat Mordechai. It's a very famous yeshiva, uh, one of the most famous yeshiva in the world. 
uh, I studied there and after seven years I got married. My wife is from Nebrak, so I moved to Nebrak. You know, they say happy wife, happy life, you know. Yeah. My wife's name is Sarah and my rabbi told me when I got married, whatever Sarah tells you, you know, it's like a, like Kadosh Baruch said to Abraham Avinu, whatever Sarah tell you, you should do. So I follow my wife, and uh, we are living in Nebrak, and I studied in Kolel uh, Chazonish, which is also a very famous Kolel institution in, in Nebrak. Until the age of 30, I only studied in Yeshiva and Kolel. Uh, you know, in Israel, there's the issue of uh, core curriculum studies, Limudei Liba. So Haredim in schools are not studying core curriculum studies. No languages, no uh, no science, mathematics, computers, nothing. Only Limudei Kodesh, only religious studies. So I study only religious studies until the age of 30. Around the age of 30, I bought a computer to write some, uh, I wrote a few books, Alachic books. So I bought a computer and the computer was connected uh, to the internet. And so I, start, I started um, a personal journey. I, I read a lot of material, materials. I, I learned a lot. I learned English. I learned uh, computers. I learned a lot of things. And um, I became very interested by the, all the, the area of uh, technology, innovation, computers. I learned that Israel is the startup nation. You know, I, I, I'm living in Nebrak, and I understood that just five minutes away in Tel Aviv, which is very close, it's one of the most important hubs for technology and innovation in the world. Maybe only second to the Silicon Valley. Uh, so there are a lot of startups, innovation, companies, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, technologies, and I was very curious to, to learn more about that. So I started uh, learning more about computers and innovation and science and started go to Tel Aviv to participate in all kinds of uh, conferences, events, technology events. Uh, this issue was very inter interesting for me. And, um, you know, one thing led, led to another. I realized in most of these events that I'm the only Haredi that is uh, participating there. No, Israel is a startup nation, but startup nation, it's really for a very small group of people in Israel. Only, you know, secular people in the middle of Israel, in the center of Israel, like people from Tel Aviv or Arzalia or Anana, places like this, uh, secular people that are coming from certain uh, universities, certain units in the army, like 8 to 100, Technion, places like this. But other people of Israel are not participating in this phenomenon of innovation and startups. Uh, but I was very curious to learn more. And I said to myself, if um, every kid in Tel Aviv can begin a startup company, I can try also to do something. It was a kind of an adventure for me to try to build a company, to build a startup. I had no, you know, formal education in this field. I had a lot of, Baruch Hashem, religious education, a lot of years of studying Gemara in the Yeshiva and the Koilel, but not so much uh, 
technical or business education or things like this, but I had a lot of passion and a lot of curiosity. And um, I also believe that whatever you study in Yeshiva helps you think better, understand better, sharp your mind. I heard once that the president of Israel, Shimon Peres, the late Shimon Peres, used to say that Yeshiva, it's like a gym for the mind. You all the time exercise your, your thinking and you become sharper and sharper. So I started a startup company without formal education, but with a lot of passion. Uh, the startup called the Clip Up. It was um, video editing online, something. It was like eight, nine years ago. Uh, it was a good idea at the time to do video editing online, to share video, to add comments, to add the filters, all kind of stuff. At the time, it was kind of innovative idea. Uh, and I tried to build my company. You know, to build a, a company, it's a journey to recruit people, you need to raise money from investors, you need to build a product, you need to, to sell it, uh, to do marketing, sales, and um, all kinds of things. And along the way, you are meeting with a lot of business people, a lot of accountants, lawyers. It's a big journey. And when I, I got into this journey, I realized more and more that there are no Haredim in this field at all. You know, you can find Haredim um, in business, in, in real estate, in jewelry, in diamonds, all kinds of areas. But in the area of technology and startups and high-tech, although it's a huge, huge field in Israel, about 50% of the Israeli export, uh, it's high-tech. It's like almost 50%. It's a huge part of the Israeli economy. And there are no Haredim. No Haredi entrepreneurs, no Haredi investors, no Haredi employees, no Haredi lawyers, no Haredi accountants. You cannot find Haredi in this ecosystem. And um, I felt, you know, outsider because I'm Haredi, but all the people I met were, were not Haredi. And um, it was difficult for me. And I also realized that in order for me to, uh, the chances that I'm going to succeed in building my company is very, very low. Because first, to, to start a startup company and succeed, you have low chances whatsoever, because it's difficult. Uh, they say that 95 or 99% are failing. But this is for a regular person. But if you are coming from, let's say, a minority group, or not minority, but if you are no, not connected, if you have no connections, if you have no network, like me, that I, I'm Haredi, the chances are even lower because you don't know how to get to the relevant people, how to get good advice. You have nothing. So, you know, people that are building startups are coming from certain networks, network of technical graduates, university graduates, army graduates, etc. But in my case, I didn't have any kind of network. And I felt that my chances to succeed are very, very low. Uh, then um, one day, uh, I was in a big conference, uh, and someone who is a very famous entrepreneur in Israel named Yossi Vardi is a legendary entrepreneur. He's like, at the time, he was 70 years old. Today, he's almost 80 years old. He's like, you know, Steve Jobs of Israel or Bill Gates of Israel. He's a very famous, very successful. He built a lot of companies. 
invested in hundreds of companies. So he, he saw me, and he's totally secular, and he asked me, excuse me, what you are looking for in this, er in this event? I said, um, I have a startup company, and I came to, to visit this conference to meet people, to hear some lectures. And he said to me, I'm 70 years old, and I never saw in my life a Haredi young person trying to build a startup company. You're the first time that I ever saw. And um, he, he was a little bit also suspicious. He asked me, are you sure that you're in the right place? Are you sure that you are building a startup? Are you sure you are not here by mistake or something? He was very suspicious. And I said to him, yes, I'm, I'm building a startup company. And he asked me, are you Haredi? Maybe you are a Choser B'Tshuva. Maybe you are coming from United States or from France. He said to me, Haredi in Israel they are not working. They are not connecting to technology. And uh, I can't believe you are really uh, building a startup. So we, we spoke, spoke a little bit. And he said to me, you are the first Haredi that I have ever met trying to build a startup company. It's a very unique story. He asked me what I'm doing. So I, I told him uh, what is my startup, uh, video editing online, etc., etc. And he said to me, I want to give you an advice. He said, your chances to succeed is very, very, very low. Because to build a startup, it's difficult. You are Haredi, you are outsider, it's even more difficult. And you're understanding in the video field, you are not an expert. So what are your chances to succeed? But I want to give you an advice. If you will build something that will help Haredim get into technology, this will be huge. You know, a lot of Haredim looking for a parnasar, for a good parnasar. And the, the Israeli ITEC is growing very, very fast. And the Israeli ITIC need more and more people. And he said it's a great match between the Haredim with their mind, with their talent, and the need, the ITIC that need more talented people. And if you will manage to, to build something that will connect Haredim to the ITIC, this will be a huge success. And if you are going to do it, I will help you. And so at the beginning, when he told me this idea, you know, I was like, totally out of the blue, because I, I never saw that I will do something that will help Haredim get into technology, etc. Uh, so I, I wanted to think about it, to, to digest it. But after some time, I realized this is a great idea. You know, um, I must say that I think that someone who is studying Torah, it's the best thing ever. And uh, if someone wants to study in the Koilel to be no Avrech or Rabbi or Sheshive, this is top priority, this is the best, the best way to live your life. But a lot of Haredim that are not studying, uh, they are looking for, for something to do, looking for profession, for occupation, for parnose, and there are not a lot of opportunities for them. And at the same time, the Israeli ITEC need this talent, they need people, they are looking for people. And if we can take the Haredi talent, the Haredi skills, the Haredi potential, and bringing to the ITEC, I understand that this is going to be huge. So I got back to Yossi Vardi and I told him, you know what, let's do it. It's a great idea, I want to do it. 
So we collaborated together and we started an organization called Kamatech. Uh, Kama, it's like uh, Baba Kama, it's like um, first. Kamatech, it's like the first into the high tech, pioneers to the high tech. And the idea of the organization is to help Haredim that wants to be part of the high tech. If they want to build companies, we are going to help them. If they want to get a training, placement, if they want to get jobs, well, we, we are going to help them. To be the bridge between the Haredim and the ITEC, in a way that the Haredim will keep their identity, will keep their, you know, I don't want anyone to change his belief, to change his lifestyle, to change anything about his identity, but to keep the Haredi identity, to keep whatever it's important for the Haredim, but at the same time to give them the best training, the best opportunities, and to help them to prosper and to succeed in the IT industry. This is a, the basic idea. So we started it about uh, six years ago, which is not a, lot, a long time, and, but Baruch Hashem, it became a great success. Uh, we're doing several programs. The first program, we are helping Haredi entrepreneurs that wants to become entrepreneurs, wants to build companies. You know, John Chambers is a very famous uh, CEO of uh, Cisco, one of the biggest CEOs in the world. And he also, it's a long story, but I, I become connected to him and he helped us a lot. And I, I did a lot of events together with him in Israel and in the Silicon Valley with Haredi. It's a long story, but he told me once that in the past, if you want you wanted to build a company, you you needed to have at least one million dollar in your pocket, in just in order to start something, a million dollar. Today, with five thousand dollars, you can start a company, high tech company, because today the world has changed so much. There are so many uh, tools. You know, uh, you can work from distance. You don't need uh, an offices. You can use um, uh, cloud computing. You can use a lot of uh, code libraries and open source and a lot of things that in the past you need to build everything by yourself. Today, you can use a lot of resources, computing resources, code resources, office resources, whatever you need. And it's very easy and very affordable for everyone to start a company. And I took this, this idea and said to myself, if someone with talent, with just a few thousands of dollars, can start a company, this is amazing. So people can sit in Bnei Brak with their talent. They don't, don't need to, to do anything special, just use their talent and build companies. So we, we opened, we started um, a program, we called it the Kamatech Accelerator, to help Haredi entrepreneurs to build companies. And by the way, Hedva, that you mentioned before, she is really amazing entrepreneur. She is one of uh, our graduates, graduates of our program. She is amazing. We have today already uh, 50 companies that graduate from this program. Hedva is one of them. These 50 companies already raised $320 million, and they are already employing over 700 employees. And I must say, before we started, there was no Haredi uh, startups in Israel, even not a single one. 
Haredim didn't start tech companies because they didn't have the, you know, the connections, they didn't have the uh, whatever it takes to, to start these companies. But since we started the program uh, with the help of Yossi Vardi and all kinds of uh, figures from the industry, we have um, a lot of uh, very uh, prestigious figures from the ITEC, Israeli ITEC, supporting this program and helping us. Who's involved? Uh, you have so people like John Medved? Who's involved? Uh, John Medved is amazing, he's a good friend. And we have a lot of supporters. Uh, our main supporter today is Amnon Shashua, who is the founder of Mobileye, the biggest company that ever get out of from Israel. It's uh, yeah, $15 billion Intel. Amazing. Yes, this is an unbelievable company. So Amnon Shashua is the founder and CEO, and he's a big supporter of Kamatech. And we have uh, Chemi Perez, uh, is the son of uh, Shimon Perez, the president. He is the biggest investor in Israel. He has um, a very big venture capital firm called uh, Pitango. It's the biggest venture capital firm in Israel. He's a big supporter. And we have uh, Marius Nacht, who is the founder of Checkpoint, which is also a huge Israeli cybersecurity company. Uh, he's also a big supporter. And a lot of people, you know, all the CEOs of uh, Apple in Israel, Google in Israel, Microsoft, uh, Facebook. Uh, we have a lot of support. I must say that a lot of uh, high-tech giants, they support us very much because they say to me all the time, they feel this is the future of Israel. You know, you, you need to, to know, maybe you know these numbers, but the numbers are unbelievable. The number of Haredim today in Israel is about 12%. It's like about 1 million people, it's 12% of population. But if you are looking at kids in Israel, the number of Haredi kids in Israel is 25%. So if you are taking the first grade in Israel, 25% of the kids in the first grade are Haredi. So they understand that in the next generation, 25% of population will be Haredi, and in two or three generations, Maybe even the majority, it's unbelievable, but maybe the majority of the Jewish people in Israel will be Haredi. So the Haredi population is growing very, very, very fast. And no average family is seven kids. So the Haredi population is growing very, very fast. And they understand that the future of Israel relies on the Haredi. If the Haredi will be part of technology, part of the workforce, part of the you know, all this uh, stuff, it will be amazing. If the Haredi will, will not be part of it, it will be very challenging. So the, the reason that all these people are helping us because they understand that this is the future of Israel. They understand that the uh, Haredi can bring so much into the world of technology, into the world of innovation. You know, Yossi Vardi once told me a very nice uh, analogy. He told me that in the 90s, there was all the Russian immigrants, that immigrant from Russia to Israel, about 1 million people, very smart people, very talented people. They came from Russia. And this year, the 90s, a few tens of thousands of the Russian immigrants got into the Israeli high-tech, they become part of the high-tech industry, they become engineers, programmers, and they give a huge boost to the Israeli ITIC. All the boost of the Israeli ITIC 
during the 90s was thanks to the Russian immigrants. And he said to me, you know, today all the Russian immigrants already are 50, 60 years old, they are going to, to retire. Who is going to be the next wave of immigration, the next wave of people that will fill the lines, that will help the Israeli economy to grow? And they say, he told me, the next wave will be the Haredim. They are coming from Bnei Brak, from Mea Sharim, from Bechemesh. Those people will be the next wave that will boost the Israeli economy. So they understand that the Haredim are very important for the future of Israel. And I must say, they all understand, and I'm trying to, you know, to explain it to all my partners again and again, we don't want to change anyone. We don't want Haredim to be less Haredim. Vice versa, we want people to be with the most you know, strict uh, Haredism that they can be. But at the same time, people can uh, become engineers, can become entrepreneurs, can build companies, and can become very successful. It's not a contradiction between being a Haredi and being a successful entrepreneur or being a, a good engineer. So a lot of uh, supporters from the Israeli high-tech supporting us very, very much. And by the way, I must say that um, all the big rabbis, you know, I, I'm coming from a rabbinical family. I'm speaking with, you know, all the doilim a lot. And the rabbinic support, support us very, very much because, you know, we are doing it in a way that we are not trying to change anyone, just trying to give opportunities and options to those who want those options. And we're doing it in, in a very uh, good way. Rabbonim also supporting us and I'm all, all the time in you know, discussions with the rabbis, getting guidance from the rabbis. I'm not trying to do something against rabbis. I'm trying to work with the guidance of the rabbis and to do it in the right way. Are they supporting you publicly or only quietly? Uh, they support mostly quietly quietly, but they support me quietly in a very public way. It means I once visited with Amnon Shashua, one of the biggest rabbis, one of Moetzel Zolea Torah. And Amnon Shashua is one of my biggest supporters. He asks this rabbi if he's supporting us or not. He say, the fact that we are not fighting against this uh, venture, it means that we are supporting it. So this is the best you can get. We're not going to endorse it, you know, we're not going to push people toward it, but the fact that we are not fighting against it, it means that we are supporting it. You know, because other things like us, they got a lot of, uh, you know, rejections from the rabbis, the rabbis uh, fought against it, but with us, the rabbis supporting us, it quietly, but they're supporting us, and no one, a fight against that, which is very, very important. So one side is the idea of um, helping Haredim to become entrepreneurs and build companies. In Baruch Hashem, we have some amazing success stories. A few companies that got out of uh, our uh, program, today worth hundreds of millions of dollars and growing very, very fast. We have a company called Elementor. That's three guys from Bnei Brak. Yeshiva Bochrim from Nebrak. They started a company and now it worth hundreds of millions of dollars. They got investments 
from the best venture capital firms in the world and they're growing in amazing pace. We have another company in Jerusalem called Will. It's a finance company. It's a fintech finance and technology company also growing. They, they valued already in a billion dollar valuation already by investors. Really amazing companies coming out of Bnei Brak, Jerusalem, all the Haredi areas. Baruch Hashem, we see a lot of uh, success in this, in this side. In the other side, we are doing several programs to help people get training and placement in the big companies. And I must say something about this also. You know, in the past, it was very difficult because when Haredi wanted to get a, a training or education, they say to him, you should go to the army, you should go to the university. And Haredi doesn't want to go to such places because, you know, for a lot of reasons, secular places, mixed places, men and women together, and they don't, don't feel comfortable to, to go to these places. But today, the world is changing, and you can bring the best education in the world uh, to your computer. So we started a program that uh, we are taking the best computer science courses from the world, from the best universities, from Harvard, Stanford, and all kinds of really top Ivy League universities from the United States and, and Europe and bringing those computer science courses to the Haredim that wants to study. We're doing it online. We, we build a special platform, um, which is a very kosher platform, you know, filtered internet, etc., that they can get online courses from the best universities. We build the curriculum together with 15 big high-tech companies partnering with us, companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft, Intel, leading companies. So they dictate the, the curriculum. They say, in order to get interview in our company, they need to study this, this, and this. So they are studying all kinds of uh, computer science courses online. And when they, they finish, they got interview in the best companies. And the idea is that the best companies, they say, we don't need them to go to university, we don't need them to go to a college. If they will study those courses and they will get um, a test, they will pass the test, we can hire them for a job. So we started this program a few years ago. Today we have already 1,500 students last year in this program, and it's growing very, very fast because uh, today, you know, it's the same thing like entrepreneurship. Maybe in the world of yesterday, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it was complicated to start a company. It was complicated to get education. But today, in the new world, it's easy to get education. It's easy to get whatever you need in your fingers. So we can, we, we have the opportunity, Baruch Hashem, to give the best education to people almost for free, no money, and almost without going out of their comfort zone. They don't need to go to the Tel Aviv University. They don't need to be in a mixed environment with people that they don't want to mix with. They can sit at home or in Bnei Brak or in Jerusalem, wherever they want, and get the best education in the world and be qualified enough to work then later in Google or Apple or Microsoft or companies like this. So this is also a major 
program to help Haredim that wants to get the education and get the, the placement. So we have this program uh, for women, for Haredi women, and also for Haredi men. With the difference is that the, for women, we have it in cooperation with the Haredi seminars in Israel. So the rabbis allow us to do this program inside the seminars and bring those, this education into the seminars and then later give those seminar girls very good jobs, high-paying jobs in, in the best companies in Israel. For Haredi men, of course, we are not doing it with young Haredi men, only with adults. Already you know, got a decision to go out of Koilel, got a decision, they got a permission from the rabbis to go to take a profession. And if they got you know, this decision and this permission, and they are old enough, we are also allowing them to take these courses. We don't want to pull anyone, you know, chas v'chalila from koilel or yeshiva chas v'chalila. We're not doing it at all. But those who need to get pranose, we can help them. Uh, so I feel, you know, for, for three reasons why this is the best time, you know, to do what we do. Once I read a McKinsey report that said that they did a survey with all the big companies in the world why is it, why is it become so so successful if it's because you know the management was good or what is the reason those companies become successful and the answer was because they act in the time that the, the market is growing so if the market is growing you become successful if you are acting in a growing market so you know it's not dependent on us it depends on the market and Baruch Hashem, those three things in the market that helping us very much. First, all this online education, all, online tools that help someone to get education, build company, whatever people want to do, they can do today very easily from home and from distance. This is first. And second, the Zaharedi community is growing very, very, very fast. And a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people growing and, and they looking for options they want to be Haredi, they want to keep Haredi, but at the same time, they want to get education, opportunities, parnose. And third, the growing market share of the Israeli ITEC, which is enormous. The Israeli ITEC is growing very fast and they need more people. And they are, this is the reason why they are so flexible. Maybe in the past, they would not be so flexible to take Haredi engineer, to take something like this. But today, they need people and talent so much, so they become flexible and they can you know, negotiate with us and find the right way uh, to do it. So for these reasons, Baruch Hashem, I see all these uh, things are growing very, very fast, Baruch Hashem. And um, I must say that, you know, all this, uh, we're now in the middle of the storm of the coronavirus, and you know the world is changing and uh, who knows what will be in the future. But I feel that few things that we see during the corona uh, will accelerate these uh, uh, this movements. Uh, first, all the idea of working from home. You know, in the past, it was very difficult for a lot of companies to allow their employees to work from home uh, or study from home or work from home that uh, all the people, you know, in Israel, and I assume, you know, in, in Europe, in the U.S., 
staying at home, working from home, studying from home, all of a sudden we see that people can do it. So this opened a lot of opportunities for more people that want to be in their safe zone. They don't want to, to mix maybe in a secular environment. They want to be in the safe zone, in the Haredi, you know, comfortable zone, you know, in the Haredi area, but still work from distance, remote working for big companies and get the best education and get the best opportunities. And second, we see uh, more and more Haredim, uh, we see in Israel connected to, to the internet in these days. The numbers are astonishing. I see the numbers that they publish, you know, the, all the internet service providers, growth of a huge percentage of Haredim using the internet, using uh, online tools today. So, of course, in most cases, it's protected internet, filtered internet, which is, which is very important, but it allows much more people become connected so they can now work from home, study from home, etc. We see a lot of demand in this, you know, last past weeks, uh, we're approaching, but by a lot of Haredi people, they're asking us if we have online courses, online training, all kinds of opportunities. They want to, to start working online, selling online, building online businesses, because the real world is stopped. So only the online world is working today. So it creates a lot of opportunities. And, uh, and I, I believe that uh, what we saw in the past will become much more, you know, will be accelerated uh, in the future because of the coronavirus, because of these um, events. And um, I hope that Hashem uh, will see a much more growth uh, of more and more Haredim building companies and becoming a uh, you know, important part of the Israeli economy, keeping their lifestyle, keeping their values, and at the same time, become very successful in what they do in business. Moshe, we have only a few minutes left, but... Going back to the beginning, what do you think it is that drew you to go down this path? Why didn't you pursue that rabbinical path when you could have at age 30 continued studying and carried on that family tradition? What drew you at that point in time to take a different direction? It's a great question. I also ask this question, I ask myself a lot. You know, several times my mother told me, Moishi, you should be a rabbi. Uh, we are coming from a rabbinical family. We want you to be a rabbi. And I told her several times, I told her, you know, there are a lot of rabbis, Baruch Hashem, but there are not a lot of people doing what I'm doing. I feel kind of a um, calling, you know, to do it. It's a mission to do it because I feel, you know, I see my friends studied with me in Yeshivat Hebron, very talented people, and a lot of people uh, looking for opportunities, looking for parnose, and no one really gives them uh, the way to do it. You know, in one end, to stay Haredi. In the other end, to become successful. There are all, almost no way how to do it. And people are looking for this, you know, solution. And I felt you know, it's, there is a saying, I don't know how to translate it. If there's no people... You have to step up and, and be the person, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I felt uh, that there is a kind of a mission to build this bridge and to create this opportunity. And I said to myself, if I will not do it, who will do it? So because I'm coming from really a very uh, famous rabbinical family, from the best yeshivas, and I really care for my Haredi you know, community to become successful and to keep the Haredi you know, values. And if not some, someone like me will do it, who will do it? So I felt a mission, and really I'm trying all the time to do it in a good way. Uh, I'm speaking with a lot of rabbis, taking you know, their guidance, because I really feel that I need to do it in the right way. There are a lot of challenges around this, but I felt it's a mission to do it. And finally, Moshe, have you encountered any resistance, any pushback? I know you said there was a lot of support, what we call tacit support, but have you encountered any resistance from the rabbinical establishment or the community at large? Uh, there are some, I would say, extreme extremist you know there are always people that will not like what you do there are some extremists that that feel that i'm trying to do harm for the haredi family that i'm trying to take haredi to lose their identity to lose their uh, belief trying you know to come to the rabbis and uh, convince the rabbis that they should fight against me so i, I get a lot of phone calls from the rabbis, they said, they're saying to me, you know, yesterday someone came and tried to convince me to fight against you because you are a sinner and you are doing bad things. But Baruch Hashem, the big rabbis, they know me personally, they protect me because they understand that what I'm doing is important. You know, Parnosse is, is important. And to help people, you know, earn their living is important. You know, once um, I met with Samlon Shashua, with we had a few meetings with a few Gdoilim. One of them was Rebel Povarsky, the Rosh Hashiv of Ponovich. And he told us, what you do is the most important mitzvah. You know, it's the most important tzedakah to help someone get the opportunity to provide for, for their family. He said, I have only one request. All the iluim, all the balakishroines, all the talented people, we want them to be rabbis. Don't take them. And of course, you know, we agree with that. We don't want to take the people that can be the big rabbis, we don't want to take them to the high-tech industry, of course. But if we are taking people that will not be big rabbis, we're just giving them the opportunity to live a respectable life, to provide for the families. And I believe it's a big mitzvah. And uh, I'm trying to, all the time, uh, discuss the rabbis and get the, the guidance to do it in the right way. Moshe Friedman of Comatech, thank you so much for joining us and best of luck in your future efforts. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. Thanks for hosting me. We hope for good news for Klali Soil and the rest of the world during these challenging times. Bezrat Hashem. 
This has been Ari Koretsky on Jews You Should Know. Please visit us at JewsYouShouldKnow.com and subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you consume podcasts. Find us on social media at JewsYouShouldKnow. If you'd like to become a supporter of this podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. And you can do so by visiting Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash JewsYouShouldKnow. Finally, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and introduce many more people to Jews you should know.